Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Um, welcome to From the Streets to the Pulpit. Today's subject, because you need to know or understand. We're going to talk about some things that's very, very um, personal to to a lot of people and maybe touchy or taboo. We're going to talk about the fair treatment of of everyone. We're going to keep it consistent. We're not going to necessarily mask it or blanket it with, with racism, but we're going to talk about the fair treatment everyone. If you're going to do one thing to one person for doing the for doing something wrong, you got to do it to everyone else all the same. So we're just going to dive right in because um, I know that there's a very touchy subject, so I know there's going to be a lot of conversation, a lot of back and forth, and a lot of feeling and emotion. Um, all I would suggest you do is not to take it personal <laughs> because I don't, uh, but use it as a tool to learn and maybe teach someone else. So let's dive right in. Hello. Hello. Hey, good evening, everyone. Good evening. I'm sorry. We're talking about the fair treatment. Okay. We're going to talk about the fair treatment of of, of everyone else. Uh, Some people may want to call it, call it, racism or what have you, but I think that we have an issue in our in our community right now where um, everyone is not being treated fairly. Make sense? Yeah, it does. It makes total sense. And um, yeah, I mean, when when you look at treatment or equality. Just across the board, you can touch in in many different areas um, of that. But, you know, just for me, myself, I can't speak for anyone else. You know, I personally had issues with being treated fairly. Um, You know, I had a conversation or I had a situation with with our son last last week uh, in school where, he arrived just a minute late to class and um, was was reprimanded for it. You know, the teacher immediately took his agenda and and wrote, you know, in, in essence, wrote him up for being late um, by one minute simply because he was locked out. You know, they closed the door to the room at this time. Then, you know, my son was a witness to another student coming in 20 minutes late and um, no repercussions at all. And so he was a little concerned about that. We talked about it, and and he said that, you know, he didn't want us to go to the school or have a conversation about it. But, you know, it kind of just brought some things to my mind and kind of took me back a little bit because, you know, um, when I spoke to the assistant principal about the situation, she was, and I brought that aspect up. Uh, she was, as a matter of fact, um, you know, believing and just knowing that 
that second student that was late, 20 minutes more late, um, had some type of excuse of some sort that my child couldn't see. Uh, for instance, the, the teacher had already received an email or a phone call to that enabled the student to just walk into class and not present a hall pass or a tardy slip, if you will. Um, so that kind of got a lot of emotions stirring to me, you know, because, one, when you're dealing with children, you know, I've always been told, you know, you treat them all the same. And then, you know, as adults, I was raised to, you know, you treat people how you want them to treat you back. Sometimes you even have to overlook how they want to be treated because sometimes, you know, people, you know, you want to be respectful and people want you to to treat them with no respect because they're acting that way. But I was raised to treat people how you want to be treated, you know. Right. So could it could it have been a situation where let's just play devil's advocate, uh there were a way to communicate with this teacher and your son wasn't privy to, well, not necessarily privy to, but the parents wasn't, you know, able to communicate with the teacher and say, Hey, uh my son is gonna be late like this kid parent had, you know what I mean? I guess when you look at it on the grand scheme of things, probably. Um, but everybody still should have had a way to communicate with this teacher, not just this particular child. Well, and, and that's if the particular child was in communication with the teacher. I don't need to ask for proof. Uh, I, I know that, you know, during the phone call, um, the tone sort of changed when I brought it up. Mm. Um, the, the the tone was, you know, you're, you know, I'm calling you, you know, she was obviously calling about my child and, you know, which I accepted her concern and, you know, said obviously that, you know, I I will address that and, you know, have a conversation with our son about that. So, um, and then I said, you know, I do just want to bring up because he did, you know, I, he didn't withhold anything from me when he, when I, when he got home from school that day, he did tell me he, he was late to the class. He did tell me that his teacher wrote him up for, you know, which is sometimes is it's not typical of, of teachers to, to write them up for every tardy. You know, I guess some teachers prefer to do it and some don't. But this particular day I knew he was going to be late because I looked at the clock when he got out of the car. Um, but the double doors are open until 9 a.m., and so anytime before 9 a.m., you're not required to go through the office to get an acceptance or, you know, a tardy slip or anything because technically you're not tardy. You see what I'm saying? And so he went straight to his class, and by the time he had made it to his class, as he was about to, I guess he was still in the yard because the, his class was in, in a trailer on the schoolyard, and so he was approaching the trailer as the door shut. 
You see what I'm saying? But the teacher let right, him right. in. Now, with this teacher, could this teacher had had given him an opportunity to say, "Look, you're late. You know, in order to get in class, you got to go by the office now." To send him back to the office, of course, the teacher could have. So there's a thousand and one ways this could have all been handled a little bit differently. But sometimes you honestly just have to stop and question yourself: Why was it handled the way that it was? Um, is is it because he he was black? Or he is black, you know, or is it because the teacher just had a bad morning and just felt like, or the teacher at first thought he, you know, kind of thought, you know, well, it's okay, I'll just let you up. You know, like, we don't know what the reason was. Well, that's that's true. So, for for me, uh, before I just, just, just blanket it as as you know racist which it it could be considering the area you know that's that you that you live in i honestly don't want to give anybody that easy way out right to say something or someone is is racist that's too that's too easy for them. I'm you're exactly right. going to i'm going to make you tell me why what's your issue you know what I mean? Understand. So, and go ahead. So this this particular teacher could, you know, uh, he he be at his wits end, or could have been some some build up. Uh, was there any more that was going on with this other than the tardy? Not as I know. Well, the next day when the assistant principal called, yeah, there was a little bit more going on. However, he had already received the tardy and the write-up prior to the following incident, which he, when he went into the class, he had a, a drink in his hand, which he is allowed to do. And because it was a lid drink, not a screw top, the teacher told him to place it on a desk because they were in a lab. So he did that. While the drink was sitting on the desk, another student, actually the late student, knocked the, knocked the drink over. So that escalated into something a little bit different. However, the tardy for being late to class is, happened before that. So he had already been, you know, written up in, in this uh, agenda for for that portion. So, and don't get me wrong, I'm not calling it racism, but you kind of have to ask yourself at some point, you know, like what other, what reason do you have? And when you look at the surface of things, sometimes it actually is what it appears to be. Not in all cases, perhaps not in this case, but I think the the reality of a conversation I think the reality of it is conversations need to start being had simply because there is unequal treatment. And, I mean, not just racism, black or white, but there's unequal treatment, unequal treatment amongst women and men in the workplace. You know, like these conversations now are being had, are being had now, but this stuff has been happening for years. Okay. I agree. So, could it be 
I don't know. For me, it, it's, it's, it's borderline, uh, like racism or or races or or entitlement, even. You know what I mean? Uh, certain certain people feel as though they're just entitled to certain things, and that that pisses me off more than anything. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and and it irks me, but it's still all about being treated with respect and, and equally and fairly across the board. Treat everybody the same. If you want me to respect you, you you're gonna respect me. You know what I mean? There's no there's no option. So I'm I'm one to to not necessarily say it's about the color of my skin or the color of your skin, but it's you as a as a fucked up individual. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean and I do agree with that. So, you know, and again, like not trying to generalize, but you know, it I think you have to take each situation and look at the details of it. Um, in order to kind of try and and determine what the the root issue is or the root cause, it may be a sense of entitlement, and you get a sense of entitlement for all different types of people, you know, regardless of regardless of of color. You know, some people can feel entitled, or women can feel entitled simply because we're women. You know, it. I think that you know you'd have to examine that um, on an individual basis, but when you look at it across the board, do you? Do you really want to negate the fact that racism does not exist? Do you really want to, um, you know, I, I know you say that, well, that's the easy way out. That's the easy justification for for them being or treating you, you know, or for, for them being an ass. Um, that's the easy way. But truthfully speaking, does that not happen? Oh, it it does happen. It happens, you know, uh, every day more than people wants to want want to address or to communicate about it. And I believe that in order for it to, it's not just going to fix itself. Okay, uh, sweeping it down the rug or ignoring it is not going to make it go away. You have to call it for what it is. You know what I mean? You, if somebody offends you, you let them know that they offended you, and either they, you know, adjust, or you know, did you proceed how you will? You know what I mean? And when I say proceed how you will, that doesn't mean get violent or get belligerent. That just simply means I choose not to deal with you. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. So to answer your question, yes, racism is alive and well. But ignoring it or what have you is not going to make it go away. We have we have passed on the line. It look like it looks like my brother Ray is on the line as well. He he's a silent type, but uh, he may come out today and say something to us. And, and good evening, uh, Pastor and Brother Ray. Um, before, just before Pastor, you know, 
turn the mic on. I just want to say, you know, that addressing it or ignoring it, you know, you have to kind of find the balance between the two because sometimes addressing it or or I, I would say ignoring it is actually sometimes taking the high road because when you look at a situation, in some cases, addressing it can cause more of an issue um, simply because that person is an ass and you know they're being an ass. So you don't even, there's no need to even waste your time because you can't deal with ignorance and you can't teach fools. You see what I'm saying? So so but, I think there's a fine line between ignoring and taking the high road. Now, it, I don't know how many times or in, in you know how many times you can be cool with taking a high road because at some point, you know, it's going to fester and, and then you're going to have your day where, you know, you just have your day. And you, you know what I'm saying? I do. I do, but it's not so much as what you do, but but how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not when I when I say address it. I mean, I'm not necessarily calling you, you know, standing in the middle of the grocery store aisle, you know, you races or anything like that. Nah, you know, uh, if you reach reach in front of me, I'm gonna, you know, probably remind you of the manners. Excuse me, I believe. That was the word you're looking for, you know, before you read over me or what have you. Um, I had a, I had an issue uh, last week. I'm buying cigars and having a conversation with a lady, and a guy just starts talking as though I wasn't speaking. So I looked at him in his eye and said, excuse me. He got quiet and kind of looked at me, and I looked back to the, to the lady I was conversing with. So it's... it's you can handle it either way. Now, granted, in this in this regard, I'm a, I'm a bit of an asshole because in essence, there's only one above me, and that's God. You follow me? So you can be offended. You can take it how you want, but fuck you. I don't need you. But you're going to respect me. You follow me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and this and this was an older white guy, so maybe he he felt like he had that sense of entitlement. I don't necessarily want maybe to say that he was racist, but or he could have been you don't. ages, you know, like ageism. You know, I'm older than you, so I get to step in and talk, and you quiet. You get quiet when I talk. You know, it could have been that. Yeah, uh, could be, but uh, I practice what you call beardism. Beardism. My beard is bigger than yours, so you shut the hell up when I'm talking. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a lady. I, got <laughs> I mean, <no> beard. <laughs> I, can't, I'm just, I, can't I mean, just, one, so. just, 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 just add a little humor to it. But we can all find a reason why we feel as though we're more entitled than someone else. But in actuality, we all are the same. We just have a different hue of our skin, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're better or superior to anyone. Right, Pastor. Give me some enlightenment, man. Give me some. Give me something. Good evening, everybody. I, I, I'm I'm listening. I got in on the tail end of uh, everything, but from what I'm hearing, it sounds like I heard a 
an incident, you know, that took place maybe at a school and uh, another one that took place, you know, in the marketplace or whatever. Um, and I guess my, my question is about knowing, you know, the topic or anything is, um, you know, how do we determine whether what is racism and what's not? How do we, you know, whose who's model do we, you know, adhere to? Do we say, okay, it's racism whenever, based off of actions, based off of words, based off of how I feel, based off, how do we, how do we determine that? I guess that's one of my questions. And my other question is, how do we fix it? Because I heard you guys say, you know, sometimes you got to take the high road, which I do understand. But I also heard that sometimes it has to be dealt with, which I also understand and agree with. So, you know, we got to, you know, is it something that we want to fix? I know it's something that needs to be fixed. But, again, my first question is, how do we determine what is racism? Cause, and I ask that because, okay, if someone says certain things to me, it won't bother me because I know who I am, and I'm and I'm good mm-hmm. with that. Then there are other triggers that they may use, and I'm like, no, nah, you know, we we gotta we gotta we gotta deal with this or whatever. So what what is the what is the model that we're following to determine, you know, whether this is racism or not? I I think that um, that's part of the issue, and you know, and should be definitely part of the conversation because. There is no rule of thumb. This is classic racism at its best, you know, other than, you know, someone actually calling you the N-word or, you know, something like that. So I think that trying to determine why you're being treated differently, uh, first and foremost, is, is part of the conversation that, you know, needs to be discussed. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to – I'm just trying to – to make sense of it all because it is I mean is someone said it was um I think every one of you guys say the racism was alive and well. That's 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 definitely, you know, truth. But you know, I really believe that a lot of folk, um, you know, at least a lot of folk that I, I deal with, they um don't know exactly what racism is. In other words, in the area that I'm in, if um Someone of um, opposite color. I'm a black man, obviously, but this was just a a, a, a white man, you know, um, deals with me the wrong way. He's being racist, you know. But now we can be in the church, and everybody in there is black, and um, you know, somebody can treat me a certain way, but that you know, the older folk can treat me like I don't have any say so in the church. But we'll ignore that, you know, and, and and so, you know, racism is not necessarily just, um, you know, a color thing. You know, like you guys said, you know, it can be about about age. It can be, a, and I think we need to define what this thing is, man. You know, because every time that we talk about racism, you know, it's always about color. And uh, but I found out something, man. Um, you know. Um, all my colors, not my kind. I have some some black folk that is, that has done me nearly as bad as other races have, you know, uh, or whatever. So that's that's what I'm talking about. I think we need to address racism from so many different angles, 
And then mm-hmm. if we do sit down, okay, are we going to say, okay, let's deal with it where it is? Or am I still going to go back, you know, 400 years and say, you still owe me my, my land and my 40 acres and my mule? You know, um, how do we deal with this, y'all? I mean, it, we we got to admit, first of all, it exists. It's real. It is absolutely real. And in some cases, it's absolutely blatant. You know, it's ridiculous. But, you know, we can't knock out everybody. You know, well, if you can, I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can't knock out everybody. So how, how do we how do we address this issue? Well, first off, it, it, it starts with, with being addressed, right? Let's Let's have a conversation about it, and let's not – allow it to be be taboo or, you know, okay. something that makes uh, or it's, it's wrong for us to, to talk about. People are going to be uncomfortable. Shit, people are going to be uncomfortable by wearing certain colors or, or doing certain things. But be that as it may, it still needs to be addressed. You follow me? So if somebody do something that offends you, you let them know because maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't find it offensive. But like I said before, you know, when it comes to respect, you have to teach or be an example of how you want somebody to respect you by showing that. You know what I mean? So if somebody, just like the gentleman who interrupted me while I, while I was talking to, to the lady at the cigar spot, you know, it was, I could have handled it totally different. But I, I excuse him and continue my conversation, let him know that, you know, this is not acceptable. Like I said, I'm not going to say that, that he's a racist. He he felt entitled, but uh, I'll squash that as well. You know what I mean? Is, <laughs> yeah. Because if you were, if you were having a conversation and I needed to say something, you know, with a sense of urgency, I would have politely, you know, said, excuse me before I interrupted you guys and, what went about it that way, unless there's an emergency, you know, there's a fire or someone has fell out or something, you know what I mean? But that's how I was raised and that's how, how I am. Yeah. Me? And I think that when you, you know, we, I think we're talking about racism, but essentially it's discrimination of any sort, um, you know, and it's tough because you can't really, Sometimes you can't really put your finger on it. You know, it could be the the is the age difference. It could be, you know, like we said, um, a whole slew of different issues as far as being treated unequally. Um, you know, so I've I've always said, you know, and this is block talk radio, so I'm just gonna be real. But I've always said that. I can respect a man or a woman a little bit more if they call me a nigger to my face rather than treat me like dirt and call me one behind my back. Because at least if I know where I stand with you, then I know how to deal with you. I know how to approach you, and I know my limits. I know my boundaries. I can respect that if you going to look me in my face and do me dirty. You see what I'm saying? But when you... But when you kind of got to do the cowardly act, and I'm sitting there now, I'm trying to figure out what the issue is. Like, you know, I can't really get down with that, you know, because 
then now I don't know what to address. I don't know what your problem is. The issue obviously isn't with me. It's with that person who is mistreating me in that, you know, in any manner. So I think to, you know, it's, I don't know, I guess, how do we, how do we narrow this topic down to where we, you know, make some kind of a progress um, on this thing because, you know, discrimination exists across all boards. It, it does. I think that it, it must, in order to deem it uh, race or what have you, you, you have to look at the intent. You know, you got, you have to, mm-hmm. um, you have, that has to be, to be defined. Um, when uh, Trayvon Martin was, was murdered, uh, it was, it was, I was having a conversation about it and the guy was saying, oh, it wasn't racist or it was this or it was that. And me being me, I'm like, nah, it doesn't matter what, what two races you put together, it was still wrong. Sometimes it's just wrong. You follow right. me? It doesn't matter if, you know, uh, it's black or white or, or black on black or white and, and, and Asian. It, sometimes it's just wrong. So mm-hmm. let's, let's, I don't think that we should try to narrow it down versus just saying, you know what, it's right and wrong. It's just, that's just wrong. Treat me how well, I think we did. everyone else is treated. Right. I think we did narrow it down. It, it, you know, you take out you take out everything else. You take out color and you take out gender and you take out uh, sex and you take out religion. When And it, what it boils down to is just like you said, which is, is it right or is it wrong? And, you know, looking at the situation, regardless of color with, with Trayvon Martin, right or wrong, that was wrong from beginning to end, from the you know, the whole situation, um, all of the circumstances surrounding that particular situation was wrong. But do you Absolutely. think that, um, so, so you know, look at it like this. We're having a conversation, and we started it about um, equal treatment and, you know, talked a little bit about racism. So do you think that we as a people um, look for ways to call something racism between um Blacks and whites, or Hispanics and blacks, or when when we have stuff like that that goes wrong, do you think that we look for a reason to call something racism to make an issue out of it? I think that maybe 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 so because we don't know how to define it, right? Sometimes it's just that's the reason why I won't get addressed because it's not titled right, you know, like every, like the Black Lives Matter movement, which that shit irks me, right, because it's so it, it just it's, it just defines as though nobody else's lives matter how, to piggyback off that before I, you know, I ruffle any feathers it's <laughs> it's just like the Civil Rights Movement where you had, you had, you had white Americans that was involved as well you follow me? Mm-hmm. So why why it's got to be you know, Black Lives Matter? Why can't mm-hmm. because you you you're making it more inclusive of just the black Black Americans or the black people when that's the reason why we're in this situation because 
people just feel like it's just about them, this group, and, and this group feel like it's about this group versus blending the groups and do and fix this shit with love. Because I believe love done right can heal all this shit. Exactly. So we fall into the stigma of, you know, there's there's a problem, and because we we put a label on it instead of saying that's right and this is wrong, you know, we put a label on it and we want to classify it to create more division. Like that. Now we're saying Black Lives Matter, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking here at my brother or my sister who may be uh, Hispanic or who may be white or who may be. Um, Indian or African or whatever um, And I'm saying That your life doesn't have The same no. value as mine Because I'm black Right. My life matters, yours don't um, So we, we end up Calling something A movement to try and bring Equality but because We've classified it We end up separating more division. Causing more division Than Right, so we we take one step forward and ten steps back. So I think to in order to fix this, one you gotta address it. And when you see it, you gotta call it out. You know what I mean? And let it be known that this is not acceptable. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying you know, you yell at them, you racist, and and all this. No, this is this is not acceptable, and it will not continue to happen. Period. Period. You got to start the con. Yeah, absolutely. You, you do. You have to start the conversation. And you know, the only way you can truly determine what the issue is is if you ask. You know, why did why did you write me up and you know you didn't write him up or her up or you know why did you charge me more and you didn't charge them at all or you know whatever the case may be. You have to be willing to ask that question why and give that person a chance to kind of explain themselves and and uh, kind of see where it goes from there. But no, if you if you if if I see you didn't charge these people for something and I go and you ring it, ring me up, you know, why am I going to continue to patronize this place? You know what I mean? Because obviously we're not being treated fairly. You right, know what I mean? but we're talking about addressing it. So you got to address it before you just turn around and say, well, oh, you know, that, of, of that person can be. So, yeah, we were talking about addressing it. And so that's why I was saying. Oh, of course you're going to address it. I'm not just going just gonna to throw it down in the middle of the aisle. No, when I go up here to check out and I'm notice you're not charging them. And, you know, this, this shit on the, the price tag say three ninety nine, and you ring it up for five ninety nine. Oh, wait a minute. So, um, um, how is this working? Because it looks like I'm paying more. Is this the black tax? Or am I picking up what they didn't pay for? Either way it goes, see, but see, uh, you know what? You don't, you don't need to ring tax. it up. I'm getting ri- no, I was just being funny. But either way it goes, <laughs> I'm letting you know that, you know, I saw the wrong and I'm not accepting it. So all this right here, you can go restock it because I'm about to leave. I don't want none of this. Period. That's yeah. just me. Uh, I, 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 I love, uh, I love you guys talk, but I, I'm curious. I want to hear. I think you said uh, someone else was on the line. I just love to hear from from him. I'd love to hear 
because I've spent the majority of my time listening, uh, you know, because I really want to educate myself regarding it, because I do have one, um, um, I guess you would say, instance that I want to discuss, and I want to see if you guys would call this uh, racism or discrimination or, in some cases, maybe just ignorance. But I'll get to that. I'd love to hear what um, uh, Mr. Ray has to say, because we, we hear different voices. I'd love to hear him. I appreciate that. Um, I've been listening to everybody. And uh, like you said, Pastor, it's hard to quantify what the action is. Um, is it racism or is it entitlement? Is it them acting privileged? It's hard to kind of put it in a position or put it in a grouping to kind of classify what is actually happening sometimes. And would it change based upon the race? Like you said, Brother Quick. If you checking out, if it's a white person doing it, would you quantify that racism? If it's a black person, would you quantify that something different? And it's one of those things where, as I think um, you were saying, you know, it's basically right or wrong rather than trying to group it. But then you ask the question, whose right or wrong standard are you using? And then you go down another hole to kind of figure out where we actually at as a people. Like, what standard are we using? It could be basic and simple as right or wrong, but as you go further and further, it could make it more divisive and putting things in more groupings in that instance as well. So racism, I think, is overly hard to actually acknowledge and see, but I think based upon, I think, society and where we are today, we're just so quick to quantify anything as racism, especially if it's black or white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, quick, I like this brother, man. I like this brother. I like him. Listen, man, let, let me give you this instance, and I want to hear what everybody has to say about it because, I, again, I think everybody's dead on this thing, man. It is it is such a broad topic, but depending on how you look at it, depending on which you're, where you're coming from, your background or whatever, oftentimes it's sort of like, you know, if if my mindset is a hammer, then everything I look I look at is gonna gonna look like a nail to me. I'm just supposed to hit it. And just because I'm black doesn't mean I've gotta always look at things through quote unquote black eyes, if you will. But at the same time, uh, well, let me just give you this instance. And this just happened. Uh where I live they had a I guess about uh, an hour away they had a uh, Saint Patrick's Day parade. And um at the same time, at my church, they were having uh, an event, you know, and um, the, there was a couple of folks that were supposed to be at the event, and uh, they weren't there. So, I, you know, I didn't know why, no big deal, whatever. Well, the next day, which was Sunday, uh, they came and said, Pastor, you know, I wasn't able to make it, you know, how did everything go? I said, well, you know, and, and it was all in jest, a joke, and I said, I said, first of all, I don't understand something. I said, how are you going to turn your own people down and go to a St. Patrick's Day parade? I said, you're not Irish? I said, I bet you wouldn't go if it had been Kwanzaa. And I was joking. I was really I was really joking around. And the guy got kind of serious. He was like, you know what? He said, I never thought of it like that. He said, you know, I'm turning my back on my own people. And honestly, it was literally just a joke. I meant no ill will, none of that whatsoever. And he didn't take it as being offensive, but I just thought about that tonight. Okay, if 
if I'm a black man and I celebrate St. Patrick's Day and don't celebrate Kwanzaa, am I being racist? Okay, so now, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa only started in, like, 1978, right? I got Or you. maybe 77. There, You know, there's also black iris, right? I, I, man, listen, I spoke out of total ignorance, so I'm sure there is. <laughs> right. So, so I mean, it's, for me, you know, you're going to do what, what, what's important to you. You follow me? It doesn't matter what, what holiday it is or, or what it is. That's, that's an excuse to get drunk. Just like taking uh-huh. the money. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you follow me? But if it, now I, w- I would truly be offended if it was an issue, it was something going on and, you know, like Juneteenth and you went out screwing off and it's something that, 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 that affects black Americans. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would truly be, be offended, but now you got to look at see who this person is. Is this person that that guy who uh, who's a drinker? Well, shit, he going out there the way they where they got green beer. You know what you what you expect. You, you follow me? So you got to look at who 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 you're talking about. You know, my buddy's going, and this is how how it's going down. Me personally, I'm not a drinker, so I probably would have been kicking it with you. I don't like a lot of people, so I probably would have been kicking it with you or either at home, me personally. Anybody well, else? Listen, man, I'm listening. I, I, I'm, I'm listening, and, and again, I just wanted to throw that out. It was probably a bad example uh, to use even with them. You know, I just wanted to kind of mess with them a little bit. Love them dearly, man. No hard feelings whatsoever, but, you know, um, you know, in what I do, I see um, discrimination, racism, you know, all the time. I have to meet with, you know, it's supposed to be a pastor's meeting. But every meeting that I go to, the majority of the time, we might as well say, am I meeting with black pastors or white pastors? I don't know why we just can't be pastors. And what I'm finding is that the a lot of times, at least with me, the uh, white pastors feel like they're, as you said earlier, entitled. They feel like they, you know, um, know something that I don't know. But then uh, what I'm also finding, and this is what upsets me, is that the black pastors oftentimes are angry at the white pastors and, you know, like they do have something on them. And I don't feel like, look, man, uh, I do what I do, you do what you do. We're supposed to be on the same team. I don't feel like you're better than I am. There may be some things that you don't, that I don't know that you know, but I'm not going to sit there and be jealous of you or angry at you or whatever just because of the color of your skin or, or, or whatever. Now, we had a sit-down dinner, and, um, you know, pastors have anniversaries and little things like that, and this is what they try and do. They try to, okay, put this special table. They call it the head table. They decorate this thing to the nines. It's awesome. And that's where I sit, me and my family and my colleagues. And they got everything and special dishes. But then you guys, when you come, you're in the same room that I am, but you're understudies in, in a sense. And you, you're, you're, you're fed on a different type plate. And I stopped it at my church because 
I consider that as being a form of discrimination. I do understand honor, but I also understand if I'm sitting out there, you feed me out of a paper plate, and you feeding this joke out of fine china. Come on, man. You know, all I'm saying, man, is we. I, I don't know. It's just such a broad topic tonight. I mean, it. We can go from color. We can go from uh, religion. We can go from you know finances. I, I got to do that. And, you know, I just deal with a lot of people, but um, every time he walk not every time, but he can walk by an expensive car, and he's going to spit on it, all because he can't afford it. My thing was, dude, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but now that's wrong. That's foul what you're doing. You know, you get out there, you work, you know, you can get this. Yeah, but this is some rich person that they, they feel privileged. Okay, you don't even know whose car it is, and you're spitting on it. You know, and so this is the type of thing... And I think that's why it's affecting me tonight is it's so broad and so, you know, I, I see people, you know, all the time. And it's, it, it boils down a lot of times to, you know, racism, you know, husband and wife. You know, that wife feels like you got to open the door for me. You got to do this. You got to do that. And husband feels like you got to bring my plate to the table. You got to, you know, and I see it all the time. And that's why I ask, what is the definition? definition? Whose standards are we using? And how can we narrow this thing down, you know, and say, okay, um, this is the way I need to handle this. So that's why it's touching me tonight because, I I mean, I hear it all the time or I see it in what I do all the time. Some problems that I hear about, you know, um, at the schools, you know, when I go in, they'll say, well, they discriminated against my child. Uh, the business owners, they're, they're saying things like what Quick is saying. They charge me more or, or they, you know, wouldn't sell me this product. Or, You know, I'm fighting against this type of thing, you, know, you guys, all the time. And I'm looking for answers tonight. How do I narrow this thing down? Well, some, some things is just stupidity, but some things really is racism. Yeah, I think it's sad. Go ahead. No, please. I, I was just going to say, I, I think that it's, it's, it's a sad situation and a sad day and time that we're in when um, the unfortunate part is that this mistreatment has become the norm. And um, I don't think that there's any one answer to any situation. It's just, you know, you kind of got to, I don't know. So, let, okay. I had a situation personally um, where I worked for a previous company, and um, it, within this company, you have to compete for promotions. Everyone goes in at the same level, so you can't walk in and be hired as my boss. You come in on the same level as me, and you and I at that point or any point compete for the next level in your career. So I had a situation where on paper I was number one. I interviewed all of my numbers, performance, everything was at the top. And I competed for a position with a younger white male, and um, I was turned down for the position. And when in conversation it was brought up to the, to the hiring supervisor, his comment was, yeah, everybody knows she's number one, but sometimes you got to settle for second best simply because they don't have the same constraints. They can come to work early and work late. So at this point, at this point, I was a mother. 
single mother at the time. So the reason I didn't get the job is because I was a single mother. You're a single mother. Hmm. Right. So that's discrimination. But there's nothing in the civil rights um, or in, in the law that says that I can sue or have any type of, um, you know, any, I didn't have any type of legal way to address my discrimination of being a single parent. So how I addressed it, how I addressed it was, I knew it wasn't racism, but that's what I called it because I needed somebody to have a conversation about how wrong it was. So I knew you know, I knew the guy wasn't racist. I'd worked for him and worked with him before, for a couple of years, as a matter of fact. Um, but I needed somebody to hear me when I say that they discriminated against me. He discriminated, and the company allowed it. They supported his decision. And the decision wasn't overturned. I filed a claim with the EEOC, and I called it racism. It probably, partly, deep down, it probably could have been. It could have been racism. Why? Because he probably thought I was a statistic. Single black mom, you know, at some point she ain't going to be here and, you know, she'll be relying on the system. So who knows what the root cause of it was, honestly. But for me, the only way I knew I could address it and call people's attention to it was to call it racism so that I could start the conversation about it. And that's fair. So, yeah, I guess. No, no it, it, it wasn't. That was that, that wasn't that wasn't a question. I mean, you you gotta sometimes you gotta you gotta you know just like the legal system do, right? They charge you with as much as they can, and one of them bound mm-hmm. to stick, right? So <laughs> you throw as many flags on the field as you can to get the attention, to bring it to someone's attention. Right. You follow me? And even if it's not that, at least now you're on notice. You called them out. That yeah. It's some type of discrimination going on. Yeah. Single motherism. Right. So then there's another thing, Pastor. We done threw another dart on your board. There's another way people can be discriminated against, you know, single parents. Single mom, single dad, you know. Okay, um, well let me let me let me ask let me ask my man Ray. I like his opinion. Hey Ray, let just got a question for you, man. The majority of 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 the the call has been between myself, uh, Quick, and Monica, and you haven't said a whole lot. Now, if someone came to you and said, "Brother, I wouldn't get back on that call because you know what they they discriminating against you." I mean, you know, they're not giving you you know, a word or whatever, whatever. How would you handle that? Well, like I said, I think it depends on the person's mindset. And sometimes you don't have to be the loudest person to speak in order to make a point. So other people may want to talk, but maybe they're just talking fluff at the same time. So for me, you know, I would take it from that standpoint that, I don't always have to run my mouth in order to be the smartest person in the room. It's good to sit back and listen to what other people's feedback is, and then you're able to respond intelligently and give a response uh, at that time. 
And just like, you know, y'all were saying about discrimination, I was discriminated with back in South Carolina. I had that experience where mm-hmm. I went to a sports bar, a wing place, and they told me, you got a tank top on, you know, you can't come in. Not 30 seconds later, a white gentleman walked in with a tank top. <laughs> he walked right into the bar. And me and my friends are looking at them like, are you serious? Did you just see that? He wouldn't acknowledge it. He wouldn't even say anything about it. So we looked at him. We didn't cause a commotion or, you know, be them type of people that just showed out. I just said, it's okay. You don't ever have to worry about me spending my money here ever again. Almost like Brother Quick said, if you discriminate me at the store and try to charge me more, you ain't ever got to worry about me coming back here to spend my money. Um, so I handled it in that manner. Um, so like I said, it, it happens. It, it just depends on when it happens and who is doing it and how do you really take it. If it was a black person doing it to me, would I call it racism or would I say, oh, you must be thinking I'm a different kind of person, like I'm from the hood or this kind of mentality where that you feel like this is a privileged place to be and I don't belong. So it's almost one of those things, how do you really take it depending on the race of the person? Would I still call it racism or would I not? Well, see, see, I would just say that um, you just offended me. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not gonna 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 just go out and be like, oh, you racist or or whatever. You offended me, and this is the offense, and this is what it is. I had some similar. Y'all gonna laugh? Everybody who know me know I smoke cigars. I love cigars. I go to a place. They're here smoking the sign. You see, like you can't smoke that in here. I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, my water was just like $36, you know, for wings, right? So, and she was like, you can't smoke that in here. I'm like, okay, um, he's smoking. Well, he's smoking, he's, he's not smoking the cigar that you're smoking. So I'm like, what, what kind of shit is that? And the owner don't want... Cigars and well, he's over there smoking a cigar, but he's smoking like one of those jewel sweets, like the wood tip joints. But it's a cigar all the same. So I'm really like blown. I'm like, can you get the manager for me? Because this shit just don't make any sense. So she got she got the manager. The manager came, and uh, he he was like, what's the problem? So I asked him to explain their their policy on on smoking. And so um, he he explained, and he was like, yeah, there are no cigars allowed. Uh, I'm like, this is a sports bar. That was my thought. And so I said, well, this is what it is. I said, my cigar come with me, and I come with my wallet. And if one of the three aren't welcome, then none of the three will patronize. I said, so can you please cancel that order? Because once again, I, I felt like I was mistreated, period. I'm not gonna say he was racist. I'm not gonna say that it was a, a cigarism or or anything else. In my opinion, I was offended. It was wrong, so I back off and, and leave. That's simple. But if we chose to handle it that way, the majority of the time, to where okay, since this is your business, I can't tell you how to run your business, but I can tell you that I will not patronize you. You know, now I think. We're getting to a place where our silence and our actions are speaking for us. You know, it's sort of like, okay, I don't have to fight you to show you that I don't like what you're doing, but I know that if I don't patronize you, 
there's going to be others like me. And at some point, if I hit your lifestyle hard enough, you know, without even trying to do it, then guess what? Maybe that's when a change is going to take place. And so I think that, you know, we've got to um, really just kind of take a step back and, you know, don't call everything racism. You know, maybe it's just ignorance, but I will do this. I'm going to control what I can control. I can't control your policies, but I can control my wallet. So like you said, quick, cancel the order. And I think if we did that more often, uh, we would start to see change. I think whenever we start getting loud, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, I've been married a good while, and I found out one thing. If I talk calmly, my wife will too. But if I raise my voice the least bit, my wife will too. You know, so it's sort of like, okay, you know what? I don't have to say anything. It's like what Ray said earlier. You know, I don't have to be the loudest person in the room. I don't have to say anything. But I got my wallet in my pocket. I can just walk out of the joint. It's, it's okay. You know, and sometimes it's going to hurt, I think. But in the end, we'll win if we handle it the right way. Now, mm-hmm. let me see if, if y'all, how, how you guys feel about this. And I, I'll, I'll leave you alone because um, I've been asked this on several occasions, and I've never given really an answer. I've never said how I felt. But I just want to know this. Okay, let's just use the, the, the N-word, you know. Well, let's just call it what it is. Okay, now this white guy comes over and he calls Quick um, uh, a nigger, all right? Quick don't like that. Okay, well, let's just say Ray walks up and say, what's up, nigger? Okay, I don't know how Quick would handle it, but as a race of people, we normally would just say, what's up, no big deal. So now is that considered as racism? Is that is our... our all black people entitled to call all other black people, you know, that word? What, what, is, what is it with that? And I've been asked that by, uh, by white pastors, by white men, and I never gave them a legitimate answer. I tell them, I said, you know what, we need a little more time to discuss this because I don't want you to take what I say as offensive. I don't want you to take what I say as, you know, um, as the gospel, the where, okay, well, you know, as long as I understand what I'm saying, I can say it or whatever. So I didn't give him an answer. So how do you guys feel about that? Just the use of that word uh, from just say black and white. I think the word, whether being used by black or white, is derogatory. And I think it, it's demeaning. I think that the reason why, um, you know, one is more comfortable than the other is because you have famous people who get paid for saying it. And so because they make their living using the word loosely and freely, they try to explain it as a term of endearment. I think it's derogatory. I don't like it. So I think in in any instance, you know, someone should take offense to it. That's just me. I'm not... one thing that I found is that the the word the the nigga is used more among men, black men, rather than women. So it's not I don't personally have the issue, but as a mother of, of sons and as a wife, um, don't don't call my husband nigga, don't call my children nigga, because whether you say it with an A or an ER, I'm offended because I'm not raising either one. 
you know, so I think it's derogatory and demeaning. Okay, I got you. I got you. Quick, what about you? Me, I know, I know, so in in, in the Ethiopian language, Nigaz means royalty. Now, I'm not gonna gonna assume that everyone knows that when they when they address <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when, when you're addressing me, you know what I mean? Um I I I try not to use it as freely as I as I used to. Uh but I was raised up hearing it, right? And I mean my mother is like a female Richard. My grandmother is like a female Richard Pryor. You dig? So it shit. It wasn't. It wasn't altered. You follow me? So me, it doesn't. It doesn't quite rub me wrong. It depends on uh, the tone. It depends on the tenor of the, of the conversation or the crowd, right? So if we're behind closed doors, and you know. Uh, you're like, man, let me tell you what the niggas did, man. Is that 23rd? And, you know, you explain the story. You know, I probably won't. But if we're out in public and you be like, what up, my nigga? Yeah, I'm kind of shying away because that ain't how I get down. Because I believe truly that if you use it openly and loosely like that, it gives uh, some people the right of passage, right? So if we sit here using it in this conversation, and they're there in this conversation, and they feel like, well, if you can do it, I can do it. So since you open that door, you can't really tell them that they can't. You follow me? So, so you I tell don't. me that if, if so, if I walk in your place of business and haven't seen you in a minute, and I walk up and say, "What's up, nigga?" <laughs> you know, and you cutting the white guy's yeah. hair, and and you you speak to me, you know, whatever. And then when he get ready to go, he say, "All right, nigga, see you later." <laughs> You know what, man? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just funny to me. How you going to handle that, you? Well, me being me, I'm going to check you in the beginning. I'm going to check you in the beginning because the barbershop, yeah. the shop, yeah. the shop yeah. isn't, it isn't a black barbershop. It isn't, it's, it's not a white barbershop. It's a barbershop. There right? we go. There we go. There's, it's yeah. Switzerland for everyone. You follow me? So you're not allowed to come here and make anybody feel uncomfortable, especially me, because I pay the rent. And I'm sitting here saying you. that you come here like, my nigga, whoa, hold on, hold on, yes, dog. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this, this yeah, ain't what, we're saying, what we doing. You know what I mean? So that's, 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 that, that's not going to happen. I'm, I'm going to check that. And I'm oh, and, yeah. And now, now under my breath, I'm like, man, you didn't get on my goddamn there coming here with that shit. You know better than that. Now under my breath, because I'm, I'm, I'm mad yeah. right now because you just you, you did it to me. But it, it, out in the open, we we can't do that. We must always govern ourselves accordingly. You know what I mean? Just like if you're if you're if you're sitting here uh, redirecting or, or correcting an employee, you know what I mean, and you cuss them, right? And then they start cussing. So you just took that whole no- conversation to another place. You follow me? You just changed the entire tone of that conversation. So if you refrain from cussing or refrain from using the N-word, you can keep that, that tone down. You can keep the discomfort. You can keep everything smothered to a minimum. You follow me? 
So I don't, there's no nice way to say the N-word. I'm sorry, it's not a term of endearment. It's, it's aggressive as hell. Period. Now, like I, the way I was raised, you know, it was a difference between niggas and black, and, and black people. It was a difference between crackers and white people. It was a difference. But you got to know the difference if you're going to have this conversation. I was also taught that niggas was, was ignorant. You follow me? Oh, yeah. So you, so you kind of got to know, and, you know, for, for the sake of this conversation, crackers were the, the, the ones that people in authority who kept the slaves or, or kept other people in line. Those were the, the whipcrackers. Mm-hmm back in the days, just so, you know, the level of, of, of education is out there. So I, to, to answer your question, it's wrong. You got to, you got okay. to refrain from doing it. And I think that those, that those artists or rappers or those, those slaves who, who use that type, they do that to continue to keep the black Americans or black people down into a, to a, to a dirty place, into a negative place. You follow me? The ones that don't use it in their lyrics, those those aren't the ones that's going, you know, quadruple platinum. And I guess that was one of my reasons for for asking the question was because, you know, how can I hold you to a standard that I'm not keeping? You know, how can I say out one side of my mouth that it's, you know, wrong or offensive, and then on the other side, there's a term of endearment between... Um, you know, uh, you know, certain groups or whatever. All right, Ray, let's hear it, man, because I know you listen. I know you got something deep and, and, and wise to say, and I'm ready to write it down so I can preach about it on Sunday. Drop it on me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, real <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like quick though, because um, honestly, I'm in the place where when I was younger, I used it. You know, I don't use it as much now, but. I did use it, and my friends used it around me as well. As we've gotten older, we refrain from using it as much, but there are still people that do use the word, and even the people like Quick was saying, they're rappers, and they're using it. They used it probably before they got famous, but now they're making money using the word. It's going to be hard to even take it out the culture. So you're like, I'm getting millions. Why am I going to change? Um, and they're the ones that's on mainstream, almost kind of, being the ones on the forefront for the black people. So if they're using it, doesn't make other people feel like they can use it. White rappers come out, can they use the word? You know, and it just, it, it goes down a rabbit hole almost in a way like, once you start something, how can you stop it? Agreed. And it's something I don't think that's was, ever going to actually be able to stop. Ray, yeah. you, you know, you know, you know where the shop is and you know where I was. So imagine yeah. at the light, you hear these guys in these Jeeps, these white guys in these Jeeps with no doors, music blaring, and they're singing word for word, niggas in Paris. <laughs> I'm like, what in the hell? Now, where I'm from, that 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 would have, uh, uh, I don't even know if they would have made it through the light. 
Where I'm from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I'm going to keep it real with you. you. They probably would not have. But this goes back to, you know, um, the, the conversations, you know, when you, when you introduce it. Once you put it on, on a song, I can't tell you that you can't sing the lyrics to the song. Mm-hmm. That's why you put it in there. That's why it's selling. Mm-hmm. Nope. I, I can get offended. I can say, nah, you know what? I ain't feeling that. I, I, I ain't on that. You, you dig what I mean? So, Pastor, exactly. I mean, like, like it, it's probably, it's so bad to where when a, when a black person see another black person, they be like, what you doing here? Like, like they feel like they the only one should be <laughs> out there. That's right. There we go. You, you see what there I mean? That's, 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 the, that's the area that I'm talking about. So you got these kids who don't, and out here it's like the, the younger generation, they're not, on the race, they're not on the race thing like, like, like the older people are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're they not, they not tripping. They don't care that my buddy is darker than me. That's my buddy. You, you follow me? But oh, yeah. it's still not acceptable in my eyes for you to ride down the street Using using the N word more than I do. Definitely agree. My, now my son not allowed to listen to it at all. But I'm just saying, man. Come on, man. Hey, I don't know about. Does anybody feel nasty other than me? I feel nasty, but I'm like, man, let's just not talk about this, you know. But this is what it's gonna take, man. Because um, I'm in total agreement. But like you said, once it's uh, you know, recorded, and once it's being sold, I mean, and, <laughs> you know, and they're playing it, and they're singing lyrics, you know, uh, what you going to say, man, what you going to do, what you going to, you know, we, we've created a mess, we really are, and, and uh, one of you guys keep talking about a rabbit hole, man, um, I, I promise you, one thing about a rabbit hole is you can't see it in the bottom of it, you don't know what's down there, and, and that's the way you know this 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 topic is man. It's like this thing has gotten so far out of hand until literally I think it's just gonna take um, you know all of us as individuals to say you know there's a, a scripture in the Bible that says uh, when I was a child I spoke as a child when I became a man I put away childish things. At some point in my life I have to come to the uh, realization that you know what I'm not gonna do anything to offend anybody and I'm not going to allow anybody to offend me. I'm going to be comfortable in the skin that I'm in or whatever. So there was a lot of things that we did. It wasn't just that word, uh, but a lot of things that we did when we were younger that, you know, looking back, you know, we probably regret that we did it or whatever. So I think it's just going to take, you know, everybody as individuals just to say, you know what, maybe the world won't stop using it, but I'll stop using it. Maybe, you know, um, the world won't stop abusing, I don't know, children, but I won't hit my kid or whatever. We we got to start somewhere. And um, I think instead of looking for an answer, looking for everybody to do the same thing, just let each one of us do the right thing. And because, um, I, I mean, I'm not going to say there's not an answer to this thing, but it's quite a dilemma. I mean, it it really it really is a dilemma, man, and, and – um, to discuss that somebody's going to get angry and 
<laughs> you know, and all of this. But I was interested to hear what Ray had to say. I was interested to hear what Monica had to say because she said her husband nor her 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 son, none of those are niggas. That's what she said. So if I call the house and say, um, hey, how you doing, Monica? You know, how's the family, whatever, whatever. Where my nigga at? You know, it sounds like Monica's like, I don't know, but he don't live here or whatever. So, Monica, how would you handle that if I just said, well, instead of asking for quick, I said, where that nigga at? What would you do? <laughs> how would you handle that? You got the wrong that? number. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got you. Real polite. You. Like, my husband, you know, see, that's one thing about me. You know, my husband knows me. I will tell you no with a smile. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Nah, and mean it. Don't say it again. I'm smiling now, but you really don't want my smile to leave. So you got the wrong number. Wow. See, wow. I'm the opposite. When I smile, that's where you better run. <laughs> <laughs> now hold up, I got a question. Now if one is smiling and saying, "Okay, you don't want my smile to leave," and the other one is saying. Okay, when I smile, you better run. Now, Ray told me to ask you. He just texted me and told me to ask you. One of y'all act like a nigga. Which one is it? <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all, man. Well, oh, my God. If, if we're going to go by definition, I'm going to be that royal ignorant person when <laughs> that smile gone. When that smile come about, that's that mischievous, those mischievous thoughts. Like it's about to go down. I'm going. I'm getting in my comfort zone, <laughs> which is the chaos. So I'm I'm happy. You know, uh, we was talking one day, and, and a question came about on television. It says, "What do a warrior do in a time of peace?" And my first answer was, "Try to fit in. Try to fit in. You know what I mean." So we walk around all jolly and stuff, and knowing that's not us. We 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 need the chaos. We need the conflict. We need this is what we need. So when that smile come about, guess what? I see that moment of conflict coming, and I'm excited because it's about to go down. It's about to go down. <clears throat> but be mindful. I've become more tactful in my in my deliverance and my thing because I can't. I will not give you. Or anyone else that that thought of, see, I knew it. All of them just like that. Or I knew he was gonna do this. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna act like you want me to act, but I'm gonna act up. <laughs> but I'm gonna act up. But you don't. You know, though. Um, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I should have said this earlier. For me personally, and for uh, you know, uh, being. You know, being called to be a pastor, that's not only my calling, that's my profession or whatever you want to call it. But nonetheless, man, you know, it's, 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 it's situations like this that honestly drive me to God because I don't have the answer. So in other words, there are some things that I'm not going to tell you racism is right. I'm not going to tell you discrimination is, you know, is, is in order. I'm not going to say that at all. But what I am going to say is because there are some things that we do struggle with, for me, it ends up being a blessing in disguise because what I don't understand, I pray about. And, you know, that that opens up a whole level of another level of um, 
understanding and intellect for me. And and, and so I'm not going to say I appreciate all the problems, but if there were no problems, I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't have, you know, anything to do. So when they job security, right? <laughs> yeah, man, that's job security. I'm hoping y'all break out in a fight tonight so I can come down and counsel somebody and charge them $20,000. I don't know. I'm just joking. But, no, in all seriousness, man, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's like really sometimes we have to look at sometimes things like this can unite people instead of divide them. It can cause us to come together. It can cause us to go, you know, to God for answers. And I think, I don't know if it was Ray said it or it may have been me. I don't even know. But we are talking about whose standard are we going to use. The only one that I can use, honestly, is God's standard. Because I'm telling you right now, my standard is broken. It depends on uh, what day you catch me. It depends on, you know, if you catch me on a day where there's not a whole lot going on, I can tolerate more. But if you catch me on that day where I say, if there's one more thing added to my list, I'm killing the next person to step up. You know, so uh, in reality, man, my standard is no good. So now I'm going to have to go back and say, okay, God, what's your word concerning it? What can, how do you see this thing? I'm just, I'm just a human trying to get through. So how, how do I handle this? And, you know, when it comes to God, he treated everybody the same, man. He said he's not a respecter of persons and all this other stuff, man. He, he, you know, gave us all the same thing. That's just the way it is, you know. And um, so that that's kind of, in a nutshell, I guess, the way that I've tried to handle this. And um, it hasn't always worked because guess what? That's my belief. You know, it's like that old saying way before uh, when they were uh, people wearing the, 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 the Confederate, you know, uh, flags, and they were wearing the, um, the, I guess, I don't know if it was Muslim or whatever it was, said, you wear your ex and I wear mine. You know, everybody don't believe what I believe. So I can't expect them to see it the way I see it, but that's how I choose to handle it. And um, so it's a good topic tonight. It's a good uh we went across the board with it, um, but I think we needed to. I think it's something that we do need to talk, um, touch on again as a race of people, as men, as a family, because we got to teach our family, you know, how are you going to handle this? And I had to teach my boys. I have three boys. Listen, just because they, you know, they call you that, that don't mean that that's who you are. Do you know who you are? Do you understand Absolutely. that that's not who you are? You know, I feel like that's my responsibility. I don't think they should go out there and let me see how they're going to respond. I got to teach them who they are, that they're more than that, you know, or whatever. I agree. So, um, yeah. I think that um, it's, 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 it will be it's easier the more you communicate, the more you it's, it's out in, in, in the open versus trying to, to, to sweep it under the rug, trying to ignore it as though it's not there or it, it, it doesn't exist, then it will continue to be a problem. But you've got, you got, you got to communicate. You've got to call it. But in order for us to live in harmony, it's got to be a mutual respect. You know what I mean? Period. Respect me. I respect you. Even our differences. Hey, you want to drink? You drink. That's you. Hey, have at it. I'm choose not to. So I'm gonna stay over here. Do, do I love you any less? Nah. Do I respect you any less? Nah. That's your thing. It's just not mine. 
So respect me and don't offer it to me. So it's the same thing with 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 issues. You, hey, you don't like niggas. Me neither. But as a black man, as a man, you will respect me. As a man, you will respect me, and I'm gonna respect you as a man, and your your different opinion. Period. But in the event that we can sit down and have a conversation, I promise you, God is my witness. And as long as you give me the strength, when you get up out of here, your mind will be changed. Because I'm not who Fox represents. I'm not. Ray, give me something now. Come on, Ray, give me something. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I mean, I wholeheartedly agree with you and everything you said in regards to that. Um, I think I think we're just going to the point where you're just looking at everything from all angles, and you're just trying to, I guess, look and see. And I think as we were talking about everything going on, my mind kept going to a lot of the issues and stuff that's been going on recently with the scandal with the schools and the famous people paying the people to get them into schools. And then somebody else told me, well, why are they trying to get all the black people who are doing all these things, uh, like the Bill Cosby, the R. Kelly, but all the white people are getting off. So it's just like it's n- nothing's ever going to go away. Everything is something always going to come up where it's going to be put into a basket of racism or put into a basket or a group to be looked at a different kind of way. But life would be easier if it was consistent, right? If it was I agree fair. with that. And if you if you go fair and communication, you pull R. Kelly, pull Elvis. They both did the same thing. There you go. Make it fair across the board. Pull everybody. Keep, keep, it, keep it consistent. Pull everybody. Hell, you know what? My my, my great grandma and granddaddy they need to be locked up too because they had the same shit going on. Don't 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 make it seem like it's it's right in this instance or wrong in this one. Wrong is wrong. And stand on that. Those are the standards that we got to have. A consistent standard, regardless of what it is, keep it consistent. People getting married at 13 and, and 14 years old and getting, and getting knocked up. Come on, it's wrong. It's wrong now, but like you said, you're, you know, you, you got your great-grandparents. You, my grandparents. You know, my grandpa was 10 years my grandma's senior. <laughs> but it's still wrong. I don't give a damn hey, what generation I, I, it is. I'm just saying. Well, look, listen, listen here. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I'm saying I understand that. But, but my point is, there, it's while it may be wrong, was well, nothing done about it then. They, you know, they're going after these people, these high-profile people with money. Because of their money, it almost seems like because you know they ain't coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. So then, let's just do away with it. So then, let's do away Why, with it. Either way it goes. Either way it goes, it's got to be consistent. That's yeah. that's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with keep, you. Keep it but, consistent. You know, on a more serious note, no. you know, just to piggyback a little bit off of what Pastor said when he was talking about his boys, I think, you know, the whole reason 
the conversation tonight was sparked because, you know, as a parent, I struggle with, you know, trying to teach our children how to be who they are and know who they are and be comfortable in who they are and and still understand that because of who they are, they're going to be treated different in some form or fashion. Because of what they are, they're going to be treated because different. Because of... Yeah, because of black, them being black men. Yeah. Right. Now, so, with, with that, it starts at home, remember, the conversation, it goes back to to to... to how they're what they're taught at home. As long as you don't ever compromise your integrity, you know who you are. You don't compromise. I don't care if you if you marry a white woman, she's still not allowed to call you a nigger. I don't care how good it is in bed. I don't care how good it is, you know, whatever. That's not acceptable. And make sure yeah. she the same I mean, I, in the I, same I, age group. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Man, don't say that like I'm the only one, man. Everybody, everybody's waiting on Ray to respond to that. Oh, Ray laughing. He, he over there trying to regain himself. <laughs> but, yes, I agree. Like you said, teaching starts at home. And I can remember my parents teaching me one simple thing. You don't have to answer to everything that you're called. Know who you are. They taught me who I was as a young man, taught me who I was as a young black man, how to navigate society, but also how to have integrity and character and let your name really mean something. And I think mm-hmm. that's what they really instilled in me. Always make sure your name is good. No matter what you do, always make sure your name is good because at the end of the day, that is what you stand on. That is who you are. And that is something I've always kept with me as I matriculated through college and everything, always made sure my name is good, always presented myself well in front of anybody, because you just never know who you're going to cross paths with. But a lot of things that they taught me growing up, I still I still utilize today in my professional environment that I'm in and how to navigate people who I do feel sometimes they treat me a little racist, but sometimes you got to smile your way through it and know as you said, Monica, certain things you got to fight at certain times, there's other things you don't need to fight. You got to know which battles to pick and which battles to fight when it comes across and knowing how to handle it when it does. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm loving it, guys. I, I, I'm loving everything that I'm hearing, man. It's really blessing me uh, because, you know, when we know who we are, it makes all the difference in the world. Now, it's a difference in we knowing who we are and other folks not knowing who we are. But at some point, I, I'm sure you guys have seen Black Panther. I use this all the time as a reference. But uh, the guy that was playing Black Panther, whatever, whatever, he was he was getting the brakes beat off of him. And uh, at the point that he literally looked like it was over, his mother yelled out, show them who you are. And when he, she yelled that, all of a sudden, the boy yelled out at some point, I am T'Challa, son of whatever. It's almost like he needed to be reminded, this is who I am. And because of who I am, I have a strength inside of me. 
And I, and I think that's what it is, man. You know, it, it boils down sometimes to do we know who we are? You know, uh, Ray talked about how, you know, he learned something as a kid or whatever. That's still in him. Okay, so maybe we didn't get it right. But can we put it in the next generation and say, listen, let's focus on who you are. Yes, they may treat you this way or that way or whatever, but you know what? you you got to know who you are so that when you go out, even if you're behind the eight ball or whatever, guess what? They're going to see the real you. They're going to see mm-hmm. the real you. And and uh, so, you know, to be honest with you, no, this thing, this thing will, after we're dead and gone, man, and this world is no longer standing, racism will still be here. It was here before we got here. You know, it's mm-hmm. all throughout the Bible. There are always, you know, some type of discrimination against this group or that group, the, the Jews against the, you know, the, 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 the Samaritans and the Sadducees against the Pharisees, whatever. It's just always some type of strife, man, you know. Um, so it's going to exist. It is going to exist, but we got to... We gotta, we gotta get a handle on it individually. I just do believe because uh, Quick was just talking about you marry a white woman, you know, then she don't have the right to call you this or call you that, uh, whatever, whatever. Uh, but we gotta understand and teach our children. If you do marry one, there is a possibility that you will hear this. So now I need you to know the whole gamut of it. And when I sit down with couples, I gotta tell them interracial couples, okay, now. Listen, we're going to talk about finances, we're going to talk about spirituality, we're going to talk about intimacy, but we're also going to talk about race, because the world is going to treat you a certain way, and I don't want y'all to get mad, and then all of a sudden, she say something you can't handle. So really, man, this thing is forcing our hand to say, okay, how are you going to deal with me? How are you mm-hmm. going to deal with me? So that's, that's, but, that's what I- we are. It is, it is very, like you said, Pastor, it is It is very important. And, Ray, you made, you know, you made some very good points, and I, I appreciate both of them. I just, I just know that in the way the world, the way the world sees you, that's not necessarily who you are. Remember, they're taught, they're being taught, they're being programmed. It's all propagated by the news outlets, the media outlets to inflict fear amongst people who don't look like you, right? So they, Fox, for example, is they, they, you never see a black man in a positive light on Fox. I have never seen it, okay? So, of course, if all the news and, and everything is showing, you know, uh, the, the bad issues that's going on in the, in the black community or, or what have you, that's going to continue to inflict fear and they're going to continue to think as, as the way they the way they've been thinking you know what i mean because they're going to fox shows like animals and and they're going to continue to, to treat us like animals based on on this remember as a black man this is we're the only people that have to carry the entire race the entire culture on our back every time we step outside Every time we step outside. Mm-hmm. They also know who we are. You were saying earlier about knowing who you are. Sometimes people know who you are 
better than you do. Remember, as a as a as as a black man, that is the how can I put it? If you if you marry if you marry a white woman, have a kid from a white woman, that child will be black. Everything after that 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 child have will be black. So we're going to make you feel inferior because in actuality, you're the superior being because there's no other two, two, two black men, female could have a white baby, but two whites can't have a black baby. And if you don't believe it, look it up. Cause it just happened. Trouble. <laughs> Couple had a kid and, and and it just it just didn't make sense. And what the story she was like, you know, you cheated on me with the, the white. It was two white. It was two a white couple who had a baby. The baby came out black. The husband was like, "What the hell?" The wife beat him to the punch and accused him of cheating on her with the black woman. That's why the baby came out black. Crazy as hell, but I swear it's just look it up. But I'm saying all that to say it all comes down to it comes down to fear. You know what I mean? But the only way that we're going to to not necessarily get ahead of it, but become more comfortable in it is by addressing it so that it won't happen to you. It may happen to me, but if you address it, it won't happen to you. And when it happened to me, I address it so that it won't happen to me and so on and so forth. And like Ray mentioned earlier, you pull your dollars away. The moment you pull your dollars away, they're going to say, oh, shit, I can't do this. I'm losing money. Because just the, the, the white support isn't enough. Well, I know that's right. Am I right? You're absolutely right. That's the best way you got to really affect them is in their pocket. Sometimes that's the only way they'll wake up and actually listen. And if we ever can get on one accord and actually make that a goal to make an impact, we'll impact the whole entire world. We'll better impact this whole entire country. This country was built really off the backs of slaves. And that's why racism would never go anywhere because it's woven into the fabric of what America really truly is at the end of the day. And it's hard to stop something that happened that made America. And like Pastor said, it's been going on since the Bible days. And the Bible said there's nothing new under the sun. So if it happened back then, it's going to happen today. It's just learning how to navigate it and how to deal with it in this time and age where you have a lot of social media and Internet where they can post things that may have went on in the past of my parents' generation, my grandparents' generation, but you would never know about it because there was nothing to broadcast. Now that you're able to broadcast about everything, you see a whole lot of stuff that is taking place that's just coming to light, but this stuff has been going on for a long, long, long period of time. Hmm. Pastor, what you got for me, man? Man, let me tell you, I am, I am honestly, I am thoroughly enjoying everything that I'm hearing tonight. It, it, it is, uh, 
I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this this topic is I've enjoyed this more than any other. I mean, there's others that I needed, but this one is really helping me. And in, in, again, in what I I do in my day to day, you know, uh, vocation, man, it, it really is. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I would love to see all of us get on one accord just for let's just say a five year period just so that we can see the power that we do possess. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not trying to be... This country would crumble. Quote unquote racist, but, but I would love to see, and I want to do it, I guess for two reasons. I want to do it more so so that the, the black race can stand up and see, see, you were not inferior to begin with. You are, I mean, you are, you, you're a power source and don't know it. I mean, and mm-hmm. that's, that's I think that's what disturbs me so much. It bothers me more, and I, I I don't know how you guys feel about this, but it bothers me more. I don't necessarily like it when a, a let's just say a white man feels like he's superior to me, but it bothers me whenever a black man, you know, won't get up and show that, you know what, I got the same mind, I was made by the same God, I may not have the same opportunities, but I got the same skills, and I can do this thing. I hate to see my people, if you will, sit back and act as if there is no God. I, it, it bothers me for all of us to sit up and just complain about not being given the opportunity whenever, you know, you can go out and you can create your own. Now, now that really bothers you, me. That eats me I, to my core right there. I agree. I and, and that makes perfectly good sense. And it's funny because... I see I see my wife working and, and she is she is smart as the old people says a whip. And she I mean she'd be on her job and she'd be on her game and like you want her to handle this business for you because she's not gonna give it to you until she has checked the facts and checked the numbers two or three times over. Right? And somebody come along this 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 white person will come along and and kind of who who half ass obviously because she'll give me a number, and I'm like, how the hell they come up with that when obviously, you know, two and plus two is four. You know what I mean? Like how she come up with seven? That just doesn't make sense. And she'll go back and she'll check again, and I'm like, why are you checking again? Like it's okay for her numbers to be wrong. You know, tell her to go to go. Screw herself, because you know you know what you're doing, and, and you're the best. That that's why the hell everybody wants you. You know what I mean? But they try to 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 come left-handed, or come and and, and blow smoke, and we got to perform ten times better. The same I got. I tell my son, you can't do the same thing that they do. You can't do that. Because whatever you do is going to be looked at with that magnifying glass, with that fine-tooth comb. Go to the office and get a pass. But you can come to class 20 minutes later, and it's cool. It's not meant, they're not going to allow for it to be level. They're not. That's the reason why they try to use finances to, to, to neutralize the situation, because we're better at everything. Everything, everything else we've touched, we've shown we're better. So they get money to make them feel better. But in actuality, 
we got money too, so y'all still shit. You know what I mean? But we got we have to stand on the fact we know who we are. We got to be confident in who we are. Now, I brought my wife into this, so uh, I want to hear what she got to say, because I know she got something funny. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I agree, you know, 100% with you, you know. Um, Even the part that you're the best at what you do? Of course. I, I know that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you know, it's funny because... We, we we spoke about so much, but, you know, some things that are really sticking out to me is, uh, you know, we, we have to talk about, you know, how, how black people, you know, we sit, we, we act like, you know, they, they have a different kind of God because opportunities are being open for them when he say, you know, we need to create our own. And it's funny because we just talked about that last week creating our own opportunities so that ours don't have to answer to anyone but themselves. Um, mm. You know, trying to, you know, the, the famous people got to, got to pay, you know, and, and do all this scandalous stuff to get their kids in school. But, but ours, we're going to teach them and we're going to educate them to make them smart enough to get scholarships to get in these schools. Um, and then the crazy thing is yet even still it's skewed. Uh, the system is skewed so they have some type of roadblock and, and, and can't get in. Um, so, yeah, you touched on a, on a lot. But, yeah, we, we have to be about creating our opportunities, you know. And it, it almost jumps out to say, you know what, don't wait for somebody to give you something. Get up and go get it. You know, that's what I was talking about. Go get it. And, um, you know, you, you got to. If you want it, you got to go get it. You know, my daddy tell me all the time, you know, those moths don't get fed. You don't have to eat, you ain't going to eat. You know, things like that that we that we kind of forget about. And I can't believe that as as black people now, that we, as, as strong as our faith is as black people, um, that we forget how powerful God is and who he is. You know, I think our hope was stronger. Our hope was stronger than our faith, but now that pastor has taught the difference, that that has has the, the the scales has tilted the other way. But I know exactly what you mean. You go get it. You make it for yourself to the point where you don't got to answer to anybody. To the point where you don't feel as though you know. This guy can hinder your business or hinder your your lifestyle. No, nah, if you do me wrong, I'm gonna call you on it because you don't affect me one way or another. Yeah, right. You're right. Well, <clears throat> well, we we we've, we've all sat back long enough and uh, and uh, downplayed really what God has done. You know, we feel like God gave another race more than he gave us, but in reality, man, God never gave anybody money. He said, I gave you the I gave you the power to get well. In other words, I gave you the mind, I gave you the help, I gave you everything, the resources, everything you needed to go out here to make this happen. And if uh, 
we may not have had education, but we could build the White House. I mean, think about that for a second. You know, I, I mean, you got black men that built the White House. I mean, that, that that's mind-boggling to me. And the majority of, at least I would say, the younger generation, they're not even aware of that. And that's a known fact. You know, but, you know, we don't realize, I don't think we study enough. I don't think we, you know, uh, have that sense of pride about ourselves to know that, you know what, it don't matter what we whether we've been behind the eight ball or not, we've always, you know, uh, pulled up our bootstraps and did what we had to do. I don't care if it was slavery. I don't care if it was, you know, mistreatment, you know, via college or, you know, employment or whatever. We've always, always had that wherewithal to say, look, I'm bouncing back. I'm not, you're not going to keep me down. And, 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 and you know, I, there's something on the inside of all of us, but there's something on the inside of us that says, uh-uh, this is not the way it's going to end. It's, it's not going to end this way. And I think that, for me, knowing, having some knowledge, at least, of what ancestors went through, having knowledge of what the contribution that, you know, um, my race made in this, in this country. And also, another thing that helps me out is spending time with, let's just say, the white race. Because the more time I spend with them, I'm like, you know what? Thought you had it going on until you opened your mouth. But now that you opened your mouth, I found out you're ignorant. If you had kept your mouth you're closed, not. I had more respect for you. You know, so. You never know how stupid a person them, is until they open their mouth. Well, there you go, man. There you go. There you go. So, you know, so my thing is, instead of avoiding them, maybe we need to do the Ray, get around them, and don't say anything. I'm going to do Ray all the rest of this week. I'm going to just get up and do Ray. I'm going to call it doing Ray. Don't say nothing till your name is called. I'm going to go to the pulpit Sunday. I'm going to just sit up there. I ain't going to say nothing. No, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't do that. We got we got, we got, to get that. We got to get that money. We got to get that money. Don't do that. But, but, but remember now. But even, but see, but see, even that position is biblical as well. Uh, well, who what? The Sons of Thunder? You talking about seven? I know what you're talking about, man. Where you going with this? All right then. So okay, now I got to stand up. Now I got to stand up. So it's the same thing, you know, for those. Now, Ray, to, to give you the backstory, Ray is, is my uh, he's my surrogate twin, right? Okay. Our we share the same birthdays. We are, I mean, this is how he and I talk in the shop, mm-hmm. right? Okay. This nope. this this is this is this is the way we are. So it, it it doesn't it doesn't surprise me, but when we get together, somebody else in there, it's like, damn, you know, these brothers here can uh. Get down, damn man! Don't quick really get like that. You follow me? Right. So it's it's, yeah. it's it's the time and place. You being behind the pulpit, that ain't your time and place. Because <laughs> 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 we got remember we got these bills to pay. We got to get this money. So now now oh now when you when you out at a sports bar, when you out at a sports bar, or you sitting around. You know that that, that that those retreats, and you sit here listening because some every conversation you don't want to be a part of. 
You don't want to be a part of it. In fact, you're trying to find a way to really excuse yourself because of all the ignorance yes, that's going around, all of the stupidity. You you, you did yes, so. You kind of gotta uh <laughs> pick and pick pick and choose again. <laughs> no man, you gotta pick and choose. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I love you too, quick. <laughs> 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 oh my god Oh my god man Nah and I'm serious yeah, Honestly man this this is really um, I mean this has been Beneficial to me it really has I love hearing um, Just the different perspectives On things um, And, and it, it it's good To be able to talk You know one of the things that I think that um, Has messed us all up including myself Okay Yes, I am an ordained pastor. I thank God for that. I don't hide from that. Uh, I'm a husband. I'm a father. But one of the things that I, I I messed up on is I stopped being a man. And you can't be or shouldn't be a father, a husband, a pastor, or anything else until you are first a man. God made me as a man. And, you know, these conversations like this remind me that I am a man. I get a chance to hear from other men. I don't always need to hear from other pastors. I need to hear from other men. And so conversations like this, you know, Jesus even asked a question one time. He said, who do men say that I am? And they said, some people say you're John the Baptist. Some people say this. And he turned back around. He said, but who do you say that I am? And so, in other words, Jesus was, he was conscious of, okay, people are entitled to their opinion or whatever, whatever. And, And that's why tonight was so good for me because, I don't need to look at everything through a pastor's lens. I, I do need to hear it uh, 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 from other men. And I, it reminded me tonight that, you know what, um, that word nigger is offensive to me. It, it does make me feel some kind of way. I'm reminded that, you know what, maybe the reason I get quiet around everybody else is because, you know, a lot like Ray said, you know what, uh, I like to listen. I can learn a lot listening. And, you know, and like Quick said, you know what, I, maybe I'll hold his wallet back. Maybe I'll just address the situation by saying, excuse me, excuse me, and then hold my wallet back or whatever. So, and even with hearing Monica's side of it, that's a blessing to me because guess what? Uh, I've got a wife. I have a daughter. I pastor several women, and her perspective on it. I love because it's like, you know, you call my house, you know, you know, you're not gonna call my children or my husband by that name. I'm not gonna respond in that way. And uh, you know, I've got women around here that literally will say, you know, boy, that's my nigga right there. Now, that is my, ooh, that's my nigga. And, you know, that's that's almost. Uh, I mean, you might as well go ahead and spit in my face to hear that come out of a woman's mouth. Now again, it's. I don't say right coming out of a man's mouth, but to hear it come out of a woman's mouth, nah, man, nah, don't do that to me. So I, this has just been so good to me, man. I, I gotta thank all of you. And Ray, I'm looking forward to meeting you, my brother. I really was blessed by your night. Definitely, likewise. I know. Boy, I still love you, even though, even though you know you kind of want to beat a brother down. I love you though. <laughs> no, nah, I'll, I'll, listen. I'll, I'll, it is, it is, it is my job to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, sir. 
it is I get paid to make people look good and feel good, but I don't get paid to make you comfortable. So and you are employee of you are employee of the month. I promise you that. You are talk, good, man. Talk to me. I got my own parking spot. Yes, sir. <laughs> But oh my God! I learned if this is in order in order for me to 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 be effective in the community, these conversations, these lessons, these teachings has to be had. You know what I mean? So that when yeah. I do go out, I can apply what Ray taught. I can apply what what you taught. You know, especially with the word, because now when you when you know something isn't right, and you can apply some word to it. You know what I mean? It's a different. It's, it's a different uh it's a different air you know what i mean yeah, and even yeah. you know uh when, when me and my wife have these conversations because uh, one day we had we got into a heated conversation because you know you, you know you know who you are you this and you that and you know and i'm i'm hitting the table and i'm 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 driving it home and you know she was like well in her typical calm way you know well this is my perspective. This is this is that, and this is this. And I'm like, damn, you know. And she's and she's remember now. She's still cool about it, and and I'm livid because you don't you don't got to be like, who the hell are they? You follow me? Uh, so it it's 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 very refreshing and it's very educational. Just like you said, you know, to hear everybody's perspective and to be able to take something from each and every one of you is is a blessing, you know. Uh, and I'm eternally grateful for all y'all have taught me. Well, I, I feel the same way, man. I, I really do. If I wasn't a part of it, I would love to just be able to listen in. And I think I would have gotten just as much because uh, it really has blessed me tonight. I've had a chance to laugh. I've had a chance to, you know, uh, reflect. I've had a chance to examine, and um, you know, I feel like I'm better now. I really do. So I, I'll, I'll add my thanks to you. I appreciate everybody. I agree with those sentiments. I appreciate just listening in and being able to comment on this call. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed all the viewpoints. Uh, that was shared, and I learned a lot from listening to everybody. So I definitely appreciate it. Definitely will be back on again. Y'all heard that now. We're going to hold him to it. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and the next time, I happen to have a, a little bit of pool in South Carolina, so the next time you come, uh, we'll get wings with, with tank tops on. I got you. I got you. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, man. Yeah, I won't be a part of that. I don't go nowhere in a tank top. <laughs> that was in the younger days. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, all right. This brother wearing a white beater trying to eat a wing. Hey, my wife, my wife be like, nah. Are you, are you, are you, husband, uh, uh, is everything okay? Where you, uh, where you going like that? You, uh, you going to put on some clothes? Oh, yeah. That, hey, man, that's the highlight of the night right there. I put it on YouTube. Man, for, man, this brother 
face off on. You can't. You cannot be sitting there looking the sauce off your fingers with a tape top on, man. That was them high school junior high days. Especially in Atlanta, man. Especially. Oh, my God. Your wings going to be free. You keep doing stuff like that. Oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Well, cloud of everything, that right there did for me right there, man. I was like, this brother got it going on. So, anyway, man, I'm, I'm out. I'm done with this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Wife, you got anything before me? For you? No, no. I enjoyed all of you guys tonight. I appreciate being invited week after week to take part. I appreciate it. Thank you. I enjoy sleeping well. What do you mean invited? <laughs> if you ain't on, I know ain't gonna be no sleep. <laughs> It'd be a long night, man. Look here. But yeah, thank you as well. Uh I love you and thank you very much. Uh Pastor, you wanna go ahead and uh pray us out, take us home? I, I got you, my brother. Lord, thank you so much for uh, what we were able to discuss, and regardless to whether we um, are right or wrong, you said that truth is what makes us free. And so we gave our truth, God. We uh, we admitted to areas where we struggle or we're ignorant in or whatever, Lord, but we try to deal with something that everybody has to deal with. And, God, I know that if there's anybody that can fix it or put us on the right path, it's you. And I pray that you'll continue to do that. I pray that even after we have tough conversations, be it with this group or any group, that it will end just like this one did, with laughter, understanding, you know what, I can respect what you got to say, and you respect what i got to say, and we'll respect each other, and all will be well. Now, God, I do ask a blessing that you keep your hand on uh, this ministry, because that's what it is. It's really just a ministry. I pray that you'll keep your hand on it, that you'll continue to lead and guide, that you'll get the glory out of it, and that we would get the benefit. Thank you so much for Monica, for Ray, for Quick, and even for myself, God. Thank you, Lord, that, but we know that the truth is it's all about you. Thank you for all the listeners, and may we all walk in the blessings of God. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, same time, same channel. See y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>